saving money on everything for your projects. Now at Menards, we have it all for garden and landscaping essentials. Visit our outdoor garden center today and update your backyard space. Grid accents lattice panels have a timeless design with an innovative design that's simple to install and requires almost no maintenance. Save big on lattice panel options at Menards. View our entire selection of garden center products today on Menards.com. Save big money at Menards. Legend has it, underneath the NJM insurance offices lies a room of rejected mascot memorabilia. Is it real? No one knows. But we do know NJM is proud to put policyholders first. No jingles or mascots, just great insurance. NJM. to fraud wire <laughs> i love it i love it nick nick's out nick's just taking a walk right now welcome to fraud wire i'm cedic as to justin williams is here with us we've got a fun show of going over the latest in fraud stories and scam news for you where nick turner one of the funniest people we know one of the best dads arguably number one dad at our joint baby shower, he won number one dad. This is one of the greatest intros I'll ever give. There, oh my God! Power entrance from Nick Turner. Welcome to the stream. Y'all were talking about me earlier. So Thanks for being here. <laughs> uh, yeah, every time we're not addressing you formally, you should just, you know, just take a break. Just take a <laughs> and of course, the queen of the last podcast network, Jackie Zabrowski. Jackie, how what are you? Up, fraudsters! Thank you guys so much for having me. Yeah, headphones says, let's hear some lies. <laughs> this is great. I guess there's some lies happening we've got, here. We've I'm got the stream. We're all, we're streaming all over the place. Let me get the chat. The chat up here. You should oh focus God, the stream to chat. a website. Oh. You can't. Be yeah, all I mean we've place. got. We, yeah, it's all over the place. Wherever you are, we want to come to you. Don't come to us. All right, here's what we do on this show, guys. Every week we start off with when have you been scammed, or what was the last time you've been scammed. It's for if it's for me, it's usually a new one every month, but. When were you scammed? I want to know why you were scammed. So, Jackie, why don't we start with you, the queen of LPN. Please tell us, when was the last time you were scammed? <sighs> or a scam story that really that really has stuck with you over the years, that, where you felt wrong, where you were vulnerable and taken advantage of? I mean, most of my 20s. <laughs> but also, on top of that, I, I love this idea because, like, we're here talking about, like, big scams. We're talking about big money, people losing lots of money. Now, I've never had money to, like, invest in something. Got so it. even, but so, like, my scams, I feel like, are so little man scams that I feel like it's not as devastating. But my problem is I am a bitch 
for Instagram scams. And I'm oh. not talking about like, I'm a prince and I need your bank account. I'm talking about buying shit online from places that don't really sell the shit. I am a big believer in buying from small makeup companies. And that has burned me so many times. Don't clap, Nick. I chop at Sephora now. <laughs> I go mostly to Sephora and Ulta because... I, and I'm not saying m so many, <laughs> Jackie, you're my mother. This is the problem. I have like, I thank God that being up in high at night and watching late night, like people like where you call in and buy something like I understand why old people are prey to that because mm. I would be that if that was still a big thing. If I didn't have streaming services, I would be buying things off of the television at all times. I used to get in trouble for it when I was a kid, when I would call and then my mom would be like, who did you call? I have the call records. You're not allowed to buy all of the greatest hits from the nineties on tape. Jackie, walk me through this now. You're on Instagram. You're holding your phone. You're feeling lonely. You're in the dark. It's late at night. Mm. Your Every fiance day. is in his like work shed building something oh. very Ooh, elaborate. Now you get me horny. Are you trying to get me horny right now? Or are you trying to? We're talking about scams. I mean, <laughs> it's late Woo. at night. You're thinking about a lot of different things. Up pops an Instagram ad for some makeup. Now, what kind of makeup attracts? Your eye that makes you want to buy it. anything that's waterproof. If they say it's a hundred percent waterproof, because I cry seven times a day, <laughs> so my makeup has to be waterproof. Got and it. so if they're telling me, oh, they got this new technology, I believe it, and I will buy it. And sometimes, most of the time, the makeup just doesn't show up, and I forget about it, so it's fine. And you put your credit card in. It's usually a few taps, autofill. You put your you put your number in, you put your information in, and nothing shows up at your door within seven to ten business days. It's a it is I my bank account has been stolen so many times. This is what my next I question was gonna be. I think this is like a feeder. <laughs> this is a honeypot to get your <laughs> credit card info. But Thank God I've got every precaution set up on my accounts that the second I, when I spend money, I get a an email and I get a text every time I spend money because of this. And so now I usually can catch it really fast. But I am the I'm not only the queen of LPN, but I am the queen of having my bank account taken from me what? and used against my consent. <laughs> and why do you think you got scammed? Why do you think this happens to you? What is it in you that I'm makes trusting. you vulnerable? You're trusting. You trust. I'm you trusting. trust the Instagram I, ads too much. I mean, talk about all of my dating history when I was in my twenties. It's like yeah. why you look at the picture of the man with uh, actually Nick Turner specifically. I always think of you, the man with the many rings that I went on a date with that I brought to cabin for some reason, <laughs> and he had a turned up cowboy hat on, and and then you were like. He's got a lot of rings, Jackie, and I'll never forget that because he did have a lot of rings. And you were completely correct about it. I know. <laughs> He's got 
got a lot of rings on him. I make poor decisions with my life and with my vagina, and it is rough. But now I'm locked down. Yes. And um, but it's also why one thing that I've learned, one bit of advice that my mom gave me about uh, I'm about to be married. Yeah. And one advice is that never have like you have the shared account for bills and things like that but you always have your own account because you usually have your own money but my mom's main thing is like so he never knows how much money you're spending on garbage because <laughs> if your father knew how much money i spend on garbage he would take my card away well, she's right absolutely Jeff doesn't I'm, need to know i'm, what a, I do. I'm a big proponent of like each of you have your own bank accounts and then have the shared account that you both put money into uh, that way, when you fall for an NFT scam, it's not so bad. You're not using the baby's money, is like how I like to put it. Like so. you did, yes. But I will say, I'm going to be probably talking to both to you guys soon because we have to start like investing and being an adult soon. Yes. I don't know what to do. Oh, well, we we're going to talk about that. It. Our first story is going to be a perfect one, a uh, place for you to maybe not invest your money. But first, Nick. When was the last time you were scammed? Yeah, for sure. Um, I'd like to address something I said earlier on the show first. Please. Um, Jackie, uh, when I met your current beau, uh, I had him on my podcast. That's like the exact opposite of being like, <laughs> that guy's got too many rings. And making a conversation with him about making t-shirts. And then I started making t-shirts. I'm in love with him. Oh. That's right. Isn't it great? Anyway, just just had to get that out of my out of my system. You did good. Anyway, now um, a recent scam. Um, I got Adderall recently. (laughs) I've gotten it in the past. I lived, uh, you know, in um, East Coast for many years, my whole life. And they got real stringent rules around Adderall. Now, I have incredibly bad ADHD, which means which makes it impossible for me to get Adderall on the East Coast. One time I literally had to go pay a thousand dollars for a doctor to diagnose me as uh as ADD to get medicine. And then in New York, you have to go and have a sit-down face-to-face uh session with your psychiatrist every month that you get. <laughs> and uh if you have sketchy insurance, it's a problem. Anyway, so I never could really get it. And now here in California, they I mean, the only thing easier to get is weed. Yeah. So they have Instagram ads. These companies. Um, oh, right. I've seen these. They've tried to come after me as well. Yeah. You want Adderall? Okay. Do they work? It's Adderall. Yeah. Oh, you mean the pills? No, the pills don't work. What? But it's <laughs> Adderall. <laughs> I, meant, I meant the people online. I meant the Instagram ads. I meant the ads. Well, the ads work because they got my money. So I sent them, it's like 200 bucks to sign up, you know, and then 80 bucks a month for your, pres- which if you're used to like having to like fight a guy at, you know, Beth Israel to get at your prescription every month, um, it's, I mean, it's like $0. It's the equivalent of $0. And so I did it. And um, a couple months into it, they changed my doctor. And then a couple of months into it, changed my doctor again. And then I uh, I never heard from that doctor, the third doctor. It had been months and I couldn't actually, I realized I hadn't gotten a response from her. And then my prescriptions would be late. And then it was be, like, there was a month where it was like two weeks late and I couldn't 
I couldn't get a response from my doctor, who I'd never met and wasn't sure was real. And then I would email the support, done support. And they, this is, this is the, the, the loop I was caught in gaslighting loop. I would email support and say, my doctor doesn't respond to me. And they say, great. We forwarded this on to your doctor. And then I, they're like, talk to your doctor about this. And I would go to my doctor and I would be like, you know, hi, I have any problem. And then I would get an automatic response to email support at done. <gasps> and, I would, and it would be back in the, and it was months of this, like three or four months. And I would have to like call. Oh, and there's also a, a number that no one picks up on, but they let it ring for 12 minutes about. And so you call and it's like, uh, we'll pick up, we'll pick up, we'll pick up. And then after 12 minutes, it's like, hey, no one here. And this was just keep happening. And it's like, I, it was the craziest thing in the world. I have, um, I screenshot all this. And uh, uh, I mean, there are dozens and dozens of just increasingly chaotic messages from me. I don't, Handle things well, people. <laughs> I've never no, looked you're the over, chillest dude I've ever met. I've never looked over an email twice to like make sure I come off nice in it. <laughs> so anyway, no response. No responses ever until finally, four months into this, I tell them I'm going to kill myself. <laughs> I tell my doctor oh I'm gonna my kill God. myself and I email support, I'm gonna <laughs> kill myself. And guess what? <laughs> The call from them that day. I oh, wow. And I'm like, wow. I can't believe this fucking worked. And I got some woman who like just started. And I, I could I could tell she kind of like <laughs> was learning about the company through my phone call. She probably done weeks of onboarding. And then she's like, wait a minute, what? Yeah. <laughs> and so I was like, here's what you're gonna do. You're gonna give me back all the money that uh I've given you. You're going to give me the $200 initial. You're going to give me the year of $80. This is what's going to happen. Um, and then they're like, uh, what we can do is give you a month free. And I was like, come back. And then uh, I was like told that they were going to give me three months. And I was like, eat shit and die. I'm going to sue the fuck out of you. There's no fucking way what you're doing is illegal. You can't give me Adderall without me meeting a doctor. You can't do it. I have to have a conversation with a doctor before they give me a prescription. This is fucking illegal. So um, they finally, I, and so this woman I was corresponding with her about, and she's like, you know, this is the best we can do. And I was like, you failed me. You're getting sued. And then the next time I logged in, my, my account was deleted and, uh, and they, they credited, they credited me three months of uh, my, um can i just say it, though whatever can yeah. i can i say that that this this was a terrible experience but the focus you showed yeah. incredible throughout the <laughs> entire journey i mean do you need the adderall do you need it or do you just need to be you know pushed to the edge of taking your own life to really find that focus well, that's, that's been thing, inside man. of you the I, whole time i learned a life hack just to tell people you're gonna yeah. yourself. <laughs> I'm not one of these guys ever, whoever like even thinks about doing it. Um, I think about killing other people. It's insane to kill right. yourself. I look at all of the suicides around the country and I think not one of these people decided to take someone out with them. 
If I'm gonna kill, if I'm gonna kill myself, I would go to, the, I would find out whoever owns Dunn, and I would camp <laughs> their tree for a week and learn their process, learn their comings and goings, what time of day, murder them, then, well, see if I can get away with it, and if I can't, then I would kill myself. There we go. Well, um, anyway, I'd like to sue him. Uh, if you know any good um, lawyers who have never practiced law, let me know. Yeah, I mean, we could do a podcast about me trying to sue Dunn with you. I mean, I'm not licensed to practice here, but you know what? what? Does it matter? In. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> oh, my God. That was incredible. Uh, all right. Let's get. <laughs> believe you had to tell them you're gonna kill yourself is this, this, this just no that is <laughs> is the end can you imagine the meetings they had and the forwarded emails and like your voicemail got downloaded somewhere that's being recorded for quality assurance purposes <laughs> and they're like Ooh, who who was on this who's on mr turner's account and no one pulls their push puts their hand up in the meeting <laughs> the saddest part is i don't even think that that's what's happening i think it just goes in to the nether worlds and that no one is talking about it, which is even worse for a company. They go straight to Santa Claus, I think. (laughs) It's like the corporate spam folder is where you're like, I'm gonna kill myself. (laughs) It gets flagged. Just go to spam. Just go to spam. Jesus. I hope there's a government audit, right? Yeah, and they're checking it and it's just a voicemail. Nick Turner goes, the only thing that's gonna be done is me after I put this 44 Magnum in my mouth and you just hear a... (laughs) And you just hear it go no, off. Speaking of that, you know, the 87,000 um, uh, IRS agents that we're all worried about because they're going to audit Matt Gates. I think uh, they could use some people. They gave me a letter four yeah. months ago that said that said I didn't deposit one check they had given me and a year had passed. So I needed to contact them to give them my new address. Meanwhile, they sent this to my new address. <laughs> Months ago, I need to call them, and I, and uh, for four months I've been calling the IRS. This is true to request my fourteen hundred dollar check be reissued. I have never gotten anyone on the phone. So, I mean, the levels of like, it's insane how many people must have killed themselves because the IRS did not pick up the phone. I mean, well, I was gonna say like, if you send them a message and say I'm gonna kill myself, they definitely will not call you back. Yeah, That's so, a definite. Oh, I, well, I'm trying it because nothing else worked. So if the IRS is listening to this, I'm on death fucking door. Oh, come on. Not on our show. I'm killing myself. They're definitely listening to this. Go, they are go, listening go, to this. Go on Holden show and do that. Don't. Okay, off the record, I'm, I'm fine. Okay. But on the record, I'm All right. Fine. <laughs> Let's get to our first story, guys. Uh, this first one is about something that's near and dear to all of our hearts, and it's about weed. And there's this thing I saw recently. It's called JuicyFields.io. So, Jackie, you talked about investing. Please don't invest in anything like this. No. Uh, you go to a website, and on the website, it says, invest in this weed strain. And when it flowers and it harvests, they sell it and you'll get a share of the profits. And they call these people e-growers. And hundreds of thousands of people got involved in this. It started in 2020 and people had a chance to make 6 to 14% 
off their harvest. So you would go in there, you'd be like, OG Kush, I want to invest in this strain. You'd have another one, like uh, Sour Diesel, I'm going to invest in this strain. And then you'd have your own, you'd have your own kind of like grow operation happening. So they claimed to have 500,000 users and you could put in $50 up to even $180,000. So you could send the money in via um, via crypto or bank transfer and people got very excited and into this. Um how much money are we talking about? Are we talking like how much money are people putting into these kind of things? A like, lot of in money. This instance, it's like thousands and thousands of dollars. I put in so, I mean, but you I could put yes. it. <laughs> it was my it don't have. Did you really? Done. <laughs> <laughs> so everything's going great. And the problem here, you can already see one red flag. You don't see these actual strains. You don't see, you don't like meet the farmer that's growing it. You don't do any of this. It's all a website, right? And it's like you log in and you see your account of your strains. You see at what part of the growth cycle they're in. And then you see a harvest and you see how much money you're making and how much yield each harvest brings and stuff. And so the other flag there, besides not being able to see anything, is that you send your money in crypto or in cash, but a lot of people sent it in crypto. So crypto was having this huge run up. <laughs> yeah, here we go again. You could manage it and you could see everything. But what happens in mid-July amidst this whole crypto bottoming out type thing? They froze everyone, everyone's accounts. All of a sudden, nothing is working on them. Their social medias get taken down. Uh, they don't know how many people, how much money was in this whole operation. It could be tens of millions of dollars. It could be up to a billion dollars. So Juicy Fields is is moving money around to hide it from these different exchanges because crypto is so easy to hide. They can move it from this exchange and that. And when they froze everyone's uh, accounts, that day they froze all the user accounts, the employees, a group of them, even went on strike because guess what? They weren't even getting paid. So the CEO, Alan Glantz, was fired by the board, and he says he didn't even know about the scam. So this is what's also super weird. How could he have Do not- you think that's true? Well, that's the thing. Well, there's a leaked document that shows who the real owners are. And if we take the CEO even kind of at his word, these guys in a French newspaper found this like bank statement, basically, that showed who the real owners were from this Panamanian bank document. And it's three Russian guys, basically. And they hired Alan. He says he's only met these guys a few times in the last couple years. And somehow they made him CEO of this ridiculous business, and he was going on YouTube and all on these places, and like all this money's coming in, and he just believes in it, I guess. So there's two things that happened. Maybe this guy is is a, a fraudster as well, and he knew this was a whole scam. Maybe he was also just a victim of his own greed and was just like, this is going to be great. I love how all this is working out. These people are getting paid. I'm getting paid. But the people that were actually behind it, Paul Bergoltz, an individual with a Russian passport, 
was the majority shareholder of part or all of Juicy Fields Holdings with 51% of the shares. Robert Laybach, another individual with a Russian passport, held the remaining 49%. Uh, Laybach is reported as a nominee shareholder, so he basically represents other people. Alex Vemir and Vasily Kadinsky. Uh, I'm no Russian, but they sound Russian to me. Um, this is just another kind of crypto. Let's look at this pretty picture, big store scam where it's like you're making money. I mean, what circle of hell do these guys belong in for f- scamming uh, people the, the out worst? of weed? The one, or is like they're a higher number? I don't. I think there's eight, right? How who's I read Dante's Inferno years ago, and I didn't finish it. So I don't know if I got to be on this network and not know how hell works. Yeah, <laughs> but also I will say I wouldn't invest in a in a anything called Juicy Fields. I feel like Juicy Fields is a horrendous name. That alone, I'd be like, no, no, no. I want to see how juicy they are before yeah. I give you a lot of my money. Thank you very Disney much. Juicy Fields would be a good name for a waterproof makeup. <laughs> oh my god. I would <laughs> See how juicy it really yeah, is. It. I, I I couldn't believe when I was listening to this story. I mean, these are nice people who just, you know, they thought they were going to get high dividends. They wanted to watch their money grow, uh, but they lost a lot of green. You know, they took a bong turn <laughs> and it turns out that the market was in a bubbler. So their money went up in smoke. <laughs> <laughs> um, but apparently this was a joint uh, venture between a couple of different scammers, I think. Um, but anyway, I hope everybody can see clear seal now. And, uh, you know, I hope these people who stole all the money get stoned to death. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Nick. I wrote you, those Nick. down while yeah. that story and it wasn't worth it. <laughs> 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 it was. Look at us. Look I at all the guffawing. That was incredible. That was a, that was, so that was a good laughing. I know how to sleep Little Ash is laughing. The yeah. JPMs on that were very high. We appreciate that. Those are good jokes per minute. Though. That was great. That was great. Wait, but I want to show you guys. I don't, if you're not on a Twitch uh, panel, you can see a Fraudsters uh, or twitch.tv slash Fraudsters LPN. Uh, I'm going to just show you this music video. You'll hear it uh, in here. Uh, that they did. But one of the things they did is they used social media so much to kind of advertise how Juicy Fields was going to be really popular. And one of the things they were able to do was get other social media influencers to talk about Juicy Fields. And then they put all this money into marketing, which is just a classic part of these like new crypto scams. Because again, when the initial money gets in there, crypto spikes in price, you've got all this money to just burn to get more people into the system. Uh, so <laughs> uh, for the podcast, I'll try to describe it. Man lighting a joint, walking into old timey kind of atmosphere. Old man lights his joint. He's on a train. <laughs> I mean, everybody wants money, to get money, high, green. man. Started with a dream. Now we getting rich now, me. Money, money, green. Straight out of Medellin. Grown as a motherfucking team. Money, money, green. It all started with a dream. Getting rich in the rush now, me. Money, money, green. Straight out of Ooh, there's a cosmic car. They're in like a phantom. I think that was the Dos Equis guy. Show them how to flow. Lifestyle Pacino. Money ain't 
And the guy on the boat here that's with the rapper is CEO Alan Glantz. <laughs> Money, money, green. The only difference this in that prior festival video is the rapping's better. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. I think, I think there's just only six words in this. Money, money, green. Money, money, green, but I will say it's catchy. Even just Very watching catchy. this, I forgot to bring up the fact that um, my mom is a thousands of dollars into longer burger baskets which is a whole side conversation but baskets that are going to be worth something someday they are handmade and they're not going to be worth anything ever my mom has so many longer burger baskets that they it's like an mlm thing where she hawks these baskets and there's a number on the bottom she's like you see that's how i know that it was made by a specific person so that we talking about that is an nft Um, scam that is a real world nft scam that is 100 (laughs) buy this worthless basket don't my mom said my inheritance are those baskets. Oh, no. So let's everyone know. I'm not getting any money with my parents. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're getting nothing. We're getting baskets. <laughs> At least you can put a thing, something in a basket. I guess you can't do really oh, anything. Yeah, she puts the dog toys in the basket. The pens are in a basket. Everything's in a basket in the house. But sorry. It this is like when my parents were in town last week. This is when they were in town last week and they saw that I put all the Persian rugs they've given me over the years in the garage for like my makeshift garage office. And they're like, you put the rugs uh. in the garage. In the garage, <laughs> these are going to be antique. I was like, we're not. It's a modern house. We don't rock this. Dad no, was still trying to push more rugs, rugs on me. Yeah, I was going to say, you have a house full of Persian rugs you're not using? for rugs. What, what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> Coming to take those rugs. <laughs> do you, do you, have, do you Listen, have a French co-host that's invest- like, I have all this champagne in my house, my damn parents. <laughs> do you not see Godfather 2? A rug is everything. Who's got money for a rug in their garage? <laughs> Right, man. I grew up with rugs. They were just everywhere, man. My dad was still when he was in town. He's like, we have one long runner, 40 feet. I can send it for you. I was like, you're going to mail me a 40 foot runner. It's a custom. It's a custom it. job. It's, it's send, kind of send them over, man. Because uh, I'm tired of getting the yeah. fake Safave off of Amazon. So I want the real. Yeah. 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 I'll take your dad. Don't let anyone try to push a Turkish problem. rug on you. OK. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, sorry, guys. I didn't mean to sidebar there, but money, money, green. It's gonna be stuck in my head. It's catchy, isn't that what they want? That's what they got, and they they won. They got it. I mean, the guy that you you know, they were sitting down. He would think he was saying, "Hey, Paul." Is <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm Ringo. Is that what you mean? <laughs> Is it the Beatles writing this got, song? I've got a, I've got a good idea. For a marketing, I mean, skin. you want double the double the money. I get it. You want to double the money for your green. I get where they're coming. The original from. lyrics are That's money, true. money, money, but it's harder to rhyme. It's <laughs> 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 like generic Floyd really Mayweather walk-up music. Yeah, that is 
that feels and Floyd has has had his own several crypto scams that he's been a part of. So we'll probably get to him at some. Do you point. see the latest the crypt ent- entering the NFT market? Anthony Hopkins today? No. Yeah, yeah. Entered today. Anthony Hopkins now. Yeah, he's selling NFTs of his uh, most beloved characters. Oh, Let's geez. see. There's Hannibal Lecter. Who? <laughs> <laughs> four times there's the sequel there's the <laughs> he played a black guy in a movie in the in the human stain anthony hopkins plays a black man that uh just passes as a white what? guy and the flashbacks are like kind of like a biracial guy so i guess anthony hopkins becomes less black as he ages throughout the movie <laughs> no way what Wait, is this? this? Well, now I gotta the look human this stain. Up. It's, it's based this. on a book by Philip Roth uh, about a biracial guy that passes, or no, he's just he's black, but he just passes a white guy. But they have Anthony Hopkins play the old version of him. Gary Sinise. All right, wait, we gotta watch this. <laughs> Nicole Kidman, Ed Harris. What? Yeah. yeah, it's a Philip Roth book. He's like one of the greatest writers ever. <laughs> Coleman Sell is a respected <laughs> professor at the top of his field. But in a moment... Oh. You car trouble? Every other day. Can I give you a lift? This... Everything will change. Wanna come in? Don't fall in love with me, Coleman. You're just a man and a woman. Now... Is it... You hear something? Oh. It's my ex-husband. You can't go out there. It's crazy. Yeah, so am I. The life he's always oh, this known. This is a great cast. What do you want? That's my wife in there. Get away. Get your hands off me. Is being threatened. Why did you get in your truck? To get him. You're going to kill him. Oh, yes. He used to beat me up. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> God. <laughs> the, the flashback is just Floyd Mayweather. Chad, they just did a. Yeah, that's me. <laughs> the the flashback is a, like a very black person. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and they cut back to. Current Anthony Hopkins with a with I think a little bit of bronzer on his face at this point. Kept hidden. What is surfacing? I see you, Colin. I see everything. Imagine He's you a- kept secrets from me. Oh, you never know. Harvey Weinstein, of course. From Miramax Films and Lakeshore Entertainment. Lester Farley's not going to just disappear off the face of the earth. This kind of thing is going to happen again, and when it does, you might not be so lucky. Jesus. And three-time Academy Award-winning director Robert Benton. Oh, the guy you from... Idea what you're getting into here, Coleman? She's not from your world. Give her up and your troubles go away. How far would you go to escape the past? It's hard to imagine Coleman constructing his whole life around a lie. And how much would you risk to protect I... the future? Things that restore you can also destroy you. I know that. She enough to risk it so forth. I'm not afraid of dying. No! Don't you look at me like that. I'm your friend, remember? And act like a friend! Stop judging me! Very powerful. Anthony Hopkins. This is an all-star cast. Ed Harris. Gary Sinise. When this stuff comes back so late in life, completely unexpected, comes back with such force. It's actually one of the most celebrated African-American films. (laughs) (laughs) But I just looked it up that Anthony Hopkins in the movie 
loses his job as a professor after making a racial slur. So, like, the idea that he is, I guess, a black man, is is that a reveal? What are you, what is this movie, Justin? You just blew my fucking mind. <laughs> yeah, do we have to add this to movie night for fraudsters? I think so. I don't think it was very good. Oh, my God. God. Oh, you don't think that movie was very no. good? Is that what you're saying? You that, <laughs> you're really taking a hot take there. Yeah. <laughs> um, next time, oh my. next time you show a video for 45 minutes, can you share your screen? Yeah. <laughs> I can't. If I share the screen, the it happening? ruins the whole stream setup. You gotta go. You have to. Another scene you can't see. This fall, <laughs> Anthony Hopkins is in a movie. <laughs> I know. Yeah, I, I gotta figure. I gotta figure out a way to do that. I looked up his NFTs, and um, he doesn't have you know the rights to the IP, so they're based on characters he's played original artwork. <laughs> yes, this is exactly the BitConnect guy. Carlos, the BitConnect guy, did the exact same thing. He came, he was going to come out with a BitConnect <laughs> NFT of him say of the video clip, which he doesn't own. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm just very upset because next to the human stain, they're like, if you like the human stain, you should watch Death to Smoochie. Fuck you. Uh, no, Death to Smoochie is an amazing movie all on its own. It has nothing to do with this stain of a movie right now. Um, I'm just very upset. I'm upset now. I feel like I need to the see The thing it. I didn't like about the yeah, stain so. was uh, when Anthony Hopkins actually at the end of the movie, he comes to grips all with his it. blackness. Uh, he wraps money, money green into the camera <laughs> as the credits roll. It's very <laughs> upsetting. <laughs> The last 15 minutes of the movie. That's a that's a great way to close a movie. Now that's where they get it from. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go on to our next story here. Now, this is going to get a little wonky and complicated, and we don't cover stuff on this very often, but there is, there's, there's stuff that's in the fraudster's landscape that really frustrates me because it's just baked into how the country works and how the system operates that it's made to scam people and everyone loses out except for a small group of people and what we're talking about is the carried interest tax deduction oh lordy it's gonna get real weird here so Private equity companies, and I don't know if you guys have heard about the carried interest thing, it comes up in the news every now and then when they talk about tax bills and stuff like that. But private equity companies like Bain Capital, KKR, the Carlisle Group, they all work, right? They all have people that work there. And you would presume that they get paid income based on their labor for working there, right? And since they get paid a lot of money, they usually get taxed at the really high tax bracket of like 37, 40% or something like that. But the private equity companies, they figured out a way to not get taxed 40%, but 20% at a capital gains rate, which is what you make on the stock market. Now, a private equity company buys, they buy other companies. We'll get to that. But they buy other companies and they chop them up and they try to sell them for a higher value. They take other people's money and they put it into a fund which goes out and buys companies. And sometimes you hear private equity company bought this small factory in New Hampshire. They fired everyone and then sold it 
for triple the value. And it's like, oh my God, Mitt Romney just made millions of dollars. Justin, you were going to say something? Sorry. No, that was exactly the example I think of Mitt Romney and Bain Capital. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's like the big, that came up constantly. And these guys make a ton of money on that. So the, so the reason we have two systems of like money tax, right, is that there's the income, like your wage, your labor, your get taxed on that. And then there's money for the stock market, your capital gains, if you will, right? And the government wants you to invest in the stock market so that more businesses can happen, so the economy can keep going. So they make the tax rate lower for that to incentivize you to do it. Now, I don't like the New York Times, the Daily, because of their uh, how they've got things wrong in the past, and I think it's very irresponsible. Uh, I have canceled my New York Times subscription six or seven times and then resubscribed every single fucking time. So I have a real love-hate relationship with it. But Andrew Ross Sorkin is one of my favorite journalists, and he gets real fired up about this. And he's been writing about the carried interest tax loophole for years, which just shows you how nerdy of a man he is. Um, And so I'm going to play a clip. Don't worry, it's not video, Nick. It is just audio from... Um, but now I, the I got daily the, the Twitch so I can see videos. Oh, good. So you'll see it. You'll see the video of just the, the tax right. loophole screen. Here. Oh, oh, so the uh, this is I'm just setting this up here. This is uh, Andrew Ross Sorkin kind of uh, breaking this down, talking about uh, how how the, the P how the private equity companies uh, are able to get paid profits that they make investing, eliminating labor, firing people, and then turning around and trying to sell it at a higher price. And Andrew, what does all of this, the rise of the professionalized private equity firm and all of the big brands that these private equity firms are buying, what does that have to do with the lower tax tier of capital gains that you have been telling us about? Well, the reason it's so important is because the private equity firms did something very clever, which is the way they structured themselves and they structured their own compensation. They collect 20% of the profits that they make investing other people's money. Remember, this is other people's money. Mm -hmm. And yet... (laughs) I hate Michael Barbaro. They effectively (laughs) have managed to say that the profits that they get should be taxed at this lower rate. Mm. At the- <laughs> I cannot die. You know, there's an editor, a podcast editor at the at the Daily that has an hour of just him doing, hmm, hmm, huh. Capital gains rate that has typically been reserved for people who are investing their own money, not their labor. And the private equity firms are saying, look, this money is at risk. It is just like an investment. And so it should be considered an investment. And therefore, we should collect this lower rate. Having said that, there are a lot of people who have jobs that have a performance element to them. A real estate broker could spend five years of their life wooing a family, trying to sell a home. It takes them five years to actually sell the home. They finally get a commission. Mm-hmm. They pay ordinary income tax on that commission. Private equity, after five years, claims mm. that that money should be taxed 
at this lower rate. So right. this is what's crazy about it. Like he brings up a really clear example of where actual people, like normal, like your regular real estate broker is working hard to get a commission, but somehow that's treated differently because of the private equity, like uh, the guys that are so wealthy and they've been able to lock this rate in. Now, how have they been able to do it? Well, so for years... These guys have had a trade group. But before that, have you guys heard about the Inflation Reduction Act that just passed? Oh, yeah. This is why this is like hugely popular. Yes, yes. yes this is why it's crazy right now. Uh, it was held up by one senator, right? Kristen Cinema. She's an Arizona senator, and she held up this whole thing because she wanted the loophole removed. So they were going to close the loophole in this new bill, and she wanted it removed. And she wouldn't sign on to this bill until it was removed. And what's crazy is that how private equity is able to do this is because they have a lobbying group. They have a lobbying group that is so strong. We think the NRA is strong. We think like these other lobbying groups are strong. No one comes close to the private equity group because it's not sick. No one dies from the carried interest, you know, loophole. No one dies. You're not going to have any big news about it. Look how boring it is, me just talking about it right now. This is incredibly boring to talk about a weird loop. I am loophole. listening and I am <laughs> learning, Cena. This is great. I don't know anything about this, which is why, you know, you are teaching all of us. And thank you and Justin for doing the work to teach us about these things. Yo, remember when um, on, like, the Senate floor, uh, Somebody would like pick up their cane and just like murder another <laughs> senator, you know, just goes over there. And it's like, there's no use talking to you anymore. <laughs> You're no longer a human being. We know what happened. We know you got a million dollars for the thing. What? That's insane. Do you know how much I, I, me and my friends could collect a million dollars and give it yeah. to her? And, and, and maybe we could buy it's like it's not enough to have bought somebody. Um, but the fact that there's a person out there that gets to make that decision, go over there and hit her, with, hit the her cane. with the cane. No one would care. No people in Arizona don't like her. There's no there's no recall. There's anyway, there's sorry. no I lost Nick is on the verge of taking his own life unless someone goes over there with a cane. But <laughs> I'm gonna kill myself. If Biden doesn't stop fist pumping Joe Manchin. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, you're right. Kristen Cinema got nine hundred and eighty-three thousand dollars last summer from private equity firms. Okay, that's all it really took for her to make sure that this multi-billion-dollar uh, uh, carve-out doesn't uh, doesn't get closed. This loophole doesn't get closed. I want to play another clip from, and this is now she's a Democrat. All right, let's be clear, right? Kristen Cinema, Democrat, right? And then. We have this thing where Republicans, they don't even, they don't, this is not even a conversation. They're like, well, of course we love the carried interest thing. Their argument is like, this is great for business. We want these guys to keep investing and keep doing these things. It's so wonderful for everybody, even though they actually are just cheating the entire system. It is yeah. a complete lack of fairness. So Andrew Ross Sorkin is, is talking to the economic, uh, the Council of Economic Advisors, Jared Bernstein on CNBC. And I want to just play this clip real quick. Um, and he's talking to him about this tax bill that was com coming up at the end of 21, 
which is the same conversation. This conversation about the carried interest loophole happens constantly. And Democrats especially will come out on television and they will say, we are going after the billionaires. And then this is what happens. I would argue, looking at this tax proposal, it actually tax, taxes wages or wage earners more, more than it actually really taxes wealth. Doesn't tax no, I don't wealth. think that's right. Now, first of all, I was, what I was getting to is some things have come in, some things have fallen out. Carried interest is something, obviously, the president has talked about closing that loophole, and it's, it's come out of the negotiations, but as far how, as I know, can, but can it you, could go but back Jared, in. Somebody, but wait a second, let me just make a I have to tell you one thing. I beg you. Just, These just taxes hit just, nobody under 400000 Nobody under 400000 AGI. So I don't get where get, your wage comes from. But all the billionaires from. get off scot-free again. They, they, after all the talk and all the Elizabeth Warrens and all the, these nasty billionaires that get yeah, off scot-free. Yeah, that's, that's just flat wrong. I mean, once you're, once, you're, once you're taxing capital gains at a higher rate, how can you possibly sit there sell. and tell me? How can you sell. possibly tell me? Because they so you're talking sell, they about take un- a loan against they take a loan against the the appreciated uh, shares. So now they you're don't talking sell. about okay. So now you're talking about unrealized gains, and I understand that, and that's something. So wait, let me just stop it there. This is what's crazy about this is why the Democrats are so infuriating to me all the time. They'll do this kind of lipstick version of a tax bill and say we're increasing the gains, but the basic fairness here is completely missing. Like you are giving a handout of billions of dollars to a very small group of people where Warren Buffett came out against this thing. Donald Trump, for Christ's sakes, Donald Trump said we should get rid of it. It's so, it's, it's, it's so upsetting that this is where it's at. And we have these Democrats that are trying to, I don't know, get our votes again. And that they keep coming back to this just thing that they can't just draw a line in the sand and say this is what we want to do. This is a fairness thing. This is what the tax system is supposed to be about. And they never do it. Now, all they have to do is basically be against forcing a 10 year old to have a baby. And that's like that's the Democratic Party's purpose at this point is just to be the guardrail against like that. But they don't do anything else as far as like the working man. It's why they it's why it's why the working class people will turn on the Democratic Party in a second because the Democratic Party doesn't do anything. Yeah, they've lost the working class. Nick, you're you're in politics. You write about in this uh, in this space a lot. Um, Yeah. Fuck the daily. Uh, listen to what it day. It's a much, uh, it's a much more uh, real person view on today's news. Anyway, um, I, you know, I'm as against billionaires as anybody, but I couldn't follow the numbers. What my main concern is, is that our uh, old white guy on TV production may soon outpace our ugly ass ties production <laughs> and uh, these guys aren't going to have any more sickening fucking ties that look like they're about to hang themselves with uh, let's just go look we've got a teal tie from this guy on the left i can't remember his name <laughs> so and, then, and then this like gold mustardy thing uh from so from funny. the from jared Bernstein. <laughs> God, it is awful. <laughs> awful ties. Make sure you check it out. Nick, um, Headphones wants to know where you write for. Who, who me? Yep, there oh, he yeah, goes. Nick. No, no, Nick. Oh, I lost you. I'm, I'm Nick, here now. D- Nick, the chat. I thought that you I thought you were just drinking away the, I mean, the answer. Like, oh, you want to know where I write? Nick, the chat wants to know. You want to know where I write? <laughs> yeah, where do you um, write? Who do you write for? Where do you oh, write? I, uh, I've been... Uh, freelanced in so often on uh, at uh, 
at what a day, a crooked, their their daily uh morning news show, morning style news show, I guess. Can't say morning because it's whenever the fuck you want to listen to it. You know, they're very <laughs> clear about straight. that. They, if you talk about this on a podcast, tell these motherfuckers <laughs> that they can listen to whatever they want. <laughs> So, I mean, this is like a thing that's happening. This is what the reason I, I really want to just include it in this show is that it's it's legal, acceptable fraud on the entire American public. Well, other wealthy people think it's a scam. And so it just never made sense to me why we can't just make this a thing. And it's the most transparent, like, politician gets money. You know, my brother just had a baby. Can I take this? Oh, yeah. My brother just had a baby. <laughs> oh, tell me. Oh, yeah. <gasps> We've got a baby. Congrats. We've got a baby. Congratulations. We got a baby. I'll, I'll mute. <laughs> this is incredible. This is a first for fraudsters. But it's also the working class's fault. You have a society that's been so well trained into worshiping wealthy people that, uh, you know, it's like my favorite thing is like Jared Kushner is like a trailer park slumlord. Yeah. And who's like exploiting his people. And like they did a whole thing where like reporters went to them and showed how they were getting like fucked over by the Kushners. And like every single one of those people voted for Trump. Right. Because they're like, well, he's a, he's a businessman. He's a great businessman. And they're like, this guy is fucking you over in these, these and these ways. So until you have. Uh, public that hasn't been brainwashed into being obedient and then realizes that we should be really be doing like French Revolution style violence. Like after the economic crisis, once they took people's homes and then took a bailout on top of that and the people still worshipped Wall Street uh, and like decided, you know, like that that's when you knew that the American public was almost like a lost cause at this point. There is this thing where despite, er er you know, whatever is happening in front of people, there is this idea that you can just, you'll eventually be the one at the top. So you don't want taxes because you want to be at the top. And when you are at the top, you don't want to pay those taxes. And this is like this constant delusion or delusion that we all kind of face that we think that, and the, the distance between, you know, us and, and, and people in America in the general to the 1% is huge. I mean, you like oh yeah oh oh yeah and the middle class in this country doesn't realize that they're fucking poor so one of the things i like about it is like middle class like i like like somebody that lives in brooklyn with like 18 roommates and is like in two hundred thousand dollars of debt is like talking about how somebody else lives in the hood it's like you're yeah. both fucking broke you're, yes. you're poor you're you're net negative right. two hundred thousand with four roommates just because you have a coffee shop on your corner doesn't mean you're better than that neighborhood you think is bad that had it, you know, that will get a coffee shop on the corner as soon as they add someone slightly less broke to the neighborhood. You know? Exactly. I don't know. I don't know really what the fix is, but I find that the Democrats, at least over the last six years or so, you know, have really just ran away from the working class and have jumped into, you know, I think more social policies, which have their value and have their benefit. But at the same time, you can't win elections um, when you're just trying to get clicks, you've got to actually create things. I think what you said about uh, the 2008 really resonates because I think you know that should have been the that should have broken people. You know what I mean? That should have been the thing that was like we should not allow this to ever happen. The fact that there's still no real arrests 
that came from that is nothing short of off. That's Barack Obama's greatest accomplishment, right? That, like, I guess him getting elected president was the pressure valve. Like, because everybody was probably like, oh, well, we can't actually destroy the ruling class now because that seemed that'd be kind of racist, yeah. right? <laughs> you know, if like uh, the black guy gets elected and then we destroy the system, like capitalism. <laughs> so we got to wait now. I just want to know about this baby. Yeah, Nick, Healthy welcome baby. back. Okay. Well, the, baby is not, the baby is not here. Oh, They're oh. having a C-section in 30 minutes. Wow. Okay. It was a surprise. And so uh, that's it. But it's coming in 30 minutes. So I know this live stream is going to end before then. So what can we do? <laughs> How can I talk to this? It, maybe, you know, we do like one late, you know, later tonight. I just I can't leave the people in the lakes like this. I know people are rooting for me. I'm not reading the chat. I imagine it's mostly I hope Nick's family is doing good. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'll let everybody know. You just let me know. I'll let everybody know. I'll make sure everything yeah. finds out. Okay. Uh, well. <laughs> okay. I'll tell Jackie. Oh. She's, she's got um, an Instagram yeah. people actually look at. Okay. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I got it. I got it. I got iTwitch on here. Yeah. Let, let people know. Let, let the family know. She'll, she'll, I'll put the picture on, you know, on, on her cleavage so people will see it. <laughs> I wore a covered up shirt yes, for this This is a conservative show. show. So. Thank you, Jackie. Thank you. It's a conservative show. Everyone's pissed in the comments. <laughs> 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 Where are our kids? <laughs> We hate taxes. <laughs> we want tits, which is, I think, That's great tagline for this episode. I'll run on that. <laughs> it's it's going to be Andrew Yang's new slogan yeah. when he runs for president. Yeah. Money for everybody every month, but also no taxes. His running mate, tits, Andrew Tate. Which sounds <laughs> yeah. good to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Oh, God. All right. Well, we got one last story. It's a quick one. Um, bad news about your book deal. A fraudster has been impersonating a HarperCollins editorial director and sending out messages offering book contracts. Uh, Phoebe Morgan, editorial director at Harper Fiction, revealed on Twitter that someone has been using fake HarperCollins accounts and claiming to be her. She said the impersonator has been using her photo and background information, but could be identified as a fraud by the email address, which, here we go, folks, which replaced the two-letter L's in HarperCollins with the number one. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta be careful. I'm Gotta sorry. be careful. Yeah, so mean. She tweeted, if someone says they're a crime editor wanting, the irony of the crime editor, if someone says they're a crime editor wanting to offer a contract, please flag a suspicious HC would never contact you in that way. So, uh, damn, looks like I got scammed again, guys. Uh, Fraudster's uh, book is not coming out at HarperCollins. Yeah. It's such no, a bummer. Uh, my memoir, The Human Stain, is not going to come out now. Well, well, you know. <laughs> 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 right, Ed Bones, such you a nerd white. niche fraud. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I turned into Anthony Hopkins. <laughs> <laughs> but then you'll be selling NFTs, and, and I guess, isn't that great? Yeah. Is that good? <laughs> okay, bear with me. I think the person sending these fake deals is a hero okay go for it because how hard is Ooh. it how hard is it to sit down and finish a book yeah you someone someone writes you says hey look here is thirty thousand dollars for your book you know we need it in january and you're like da, 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 i'm done <laughs> finally <laughs> i finished something in my life do you hear that dad 
And then they say, oh, this is uh, fraud. Actually, sorry. I was just goofing. And then you're like, well, I'll send this out. Maybe, you know. You know what, somewhere. Nick? I Maybe have to say, I don't Rowling. disagree with you. The motivation you know. of it. I think the I problem like is maybe what if you were already finished with it and you sent the manuscript to some stranger? <laughs> Promising mm, that's, well, that's, that's a the problem. risk you run when you're um, kind of Robin Hood for <laughs> motivation. Yeah. But do they own then the rights? Like, could no. they, like, could this fraudster, particularly, like, they, they couldn't take your book and do something else so with it, right? So that's what this guy, this other guy, Filippo Bernardini, a former rights assistant at SNS UK, was arrested and charged by the FBI for allegedly stealing hundreds of book manuscripts over the years. Uh, it claimed that Ber- the indictment claimed oh, that Bernardini created fake yeah. email accounts that were designed to impersonate real people employed in the publishing industry, publishing industry, and confusingly similar to the real entities that he, they were impersonating, including only minor typographical errors that would be difficult for the average recipient to identify during a review. And so he got all of these manuscripts. And, you know, you could do whatever you want with them. You can adjust the language a little bit and resell them and do all that shit. This is, it's, you know, it's a real scammy world out there, folks. Be careful. Yeah, because whoever would know, you know, the, the person that wrote that book isn't like reading every book that everyone puts out. And no one else has read that manuscript. This, yeah. is the, this guy's a fucking genius. Look, when you get... <laughs> Into the arts, your life's going to be terrible, and you're going to get defrauded, and you know, end up a lo- penniless loser. That's 100 percent yeah. of the time. So that's what they get for trying to do something with their lives. Lordy, this is what you get, folks. Don't do it. Go Hell corporate. Yeah. Just don't just write end a book. it all. Just go work at the beautiful company that is Done Pharmaceuticals and get a real job. <laughs> yeah, they got an opening. <laughs> One of their doctors killed themselves. Right <laughs> <laughs> quote, quote fingers went up, folks. Quote fingers went up on the podcast. Uh, all right, everyone. Guys, tell tell us where people can find you. Nick, where are you got any shows coming up here that people can see uh, or shows or something you'd like no. to plug or would you like to advertise for your new niece or nephew? Um, no, no, for sure. Uh, I've been getting into blippy lately. <laughs> and... Uh, if anybody has any good blippy wrecks, I know there's a lot of uh, content out there. I've been watching it on HBO Max. I hear there's more on Netflix. Okay. Um, YouTube, too many. Um, also, I I, I hear Fox. Bluey's the new thing. Bluey. What? There's Blippy and Bluey. Wait, what? Do you watch Bluey? I'm out here talking about Blippy. I'm asking. Yeah, I thought you were talking about Bluey. Do you watch Bluey? What's Bluey. What's Bluey? Bluey's Bluey's the other. It's a big kids yeah, show right I now. I think big the Bluey is the hot thing. shit. I don't watch any of this stuff. So. Oh no! I'm a- I thought you were talking about Blippy. Isn't Blippy like a kids thing? Yeah. Well, I was always more into Christina Aguilera than Britney. <laughs> Jackie, what shows do you have coming up? Coming out over on. Uh, oh no, it's Jackie. You know where to find me. You guys know where to find me. You gotta come you get know me. Where to find you know where to me. find me. Twitch.tv slash oh no it's Jackie. Justin, you got some shows coming up. Yeah, I got well, I, I have an Instagram now. Uh so you go to Justin underscore Williams underscore comedy and nice. you send me an email, I'll come to your house. I love it. I'm at Cena now. You could find me here every week yelling about tax loopholes. Anyways, guys, this is a great show. Thank you so much, Nick Turner, Jackie Zabrowski, Justin Williams. This is Fraudsters Presents Fraudwire. God, thank you. This was so much fun. We'll see you guys next time. 
saving money on everything for your projects. Now at Menards, we have it all for garden and landscaping essentials. Visit our outdoor garden center today and update your backyard space. Grid accents lattice panels have a timeless design with an innovative design that's simple to install and requires almost no maintenance. Save big on lattice panel options at Menards. View our entire selection of garden center products today on Menards.com. Save big money at Menards. Legend has it, underneath the NJM insurance offices lies a room of rejected mascot memorabilia. Is it real? No one knows. But we do know NJM is proud to put policyholders first. No jingles or mascots, just great insurance. NJM.